thoughts on some crazy video. Hey, so we're back. This is the 19th of July, and this is the Soybean Aphid Podcast. And my name is Matt O'Neill, and to my right in front of me, Dr. Aaron Hodson. Hello, everyone. Can you hear? You yes, they can the hear. Microphone. I don't think anybody can hear us. Are no. they listening? That's a different question. I wish they were listening. <laughs> I have a feeling that there's like five people out there, and those are the only five people that download this. I don't know. We could actually look that up. Could we? The metrics. Uh, it would be depressing. Maybe somebody could send us some uh, emails and say, I listen. So... Um, Somebody gave me grief. Actually, I did find somebody who listened to us, and they said, uh, soybean aphids, boring. And I was like, <laughs> we talk more than uh, soybean aphids. We talk about all kinds of stuff. And today we are going to talk very, very little about soybean aphids because there ain't any out there, and they're not going to be a problem. I mean, I say that, and I know I'm going to get one phone call saying, you know what, on July 19th, you said soybean aphids were in a problem. And then two weeks later... They descended upon my farm and destroyed all of my beans. You know that that's going to happen. But we're not going to talk about that. They're boring. So says Dr. Jeff Bradshaw of the University of Nebraska. Today we're going to talk about something really interesting. Spider mites. Let's talk about spider mites. Okay. That's, thing, that's blowing up. Okay. So I'd How say since our last podcast, we've been hearing increasing numbers in corn and soybean and People are starting to make applications um, starting last week and continuing this week, and I would say it might continue for a couple weeks now. When you say people, mm-hmm. you're talking about commercial farm, growers, commercial growers in Iowa, central yeah. Iowa, yeah. and um, you're getting this from the from the growers themselves, from the applicators. I hear from our Iowa State University field crop or field agronomists, crop consultants, and a few farmers, and I would say. It was more than just central Iowa. It's kind of in the lower half of the state is where I'm... Well, I sent you oh, some really? of those messages, yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah, you shared with me mm-hmm. some emails from yeah. some of our extension So agents. there's a few locations, I'd say generally in southern Iowa. But this is probably something that goes beyond southern Iowa. Oh, yeah. And and maybe southern Iowa is, is now experiencing what the rest of Iowa is going to experience mm-hmm. as this drought continues, as we um, experience long periods without rain and temperatures that are well above normal all conditions that favor spider mites yeah i i think that if you were to look in any soybean field right now and you were looking hard enough you could probably find mites but at what density um it would be highly variable right now so i just changed the microphone because i don't think it's picking up us so much i know you disagree with me a lot of dissent right there about the microphone, but trust me, I think people can hear us better, and they need to hear this because this is um, not a usual pest and one that is very challenging to manage, and you need to think very thoughtfully about the product you're using and how it's being used and maybe making return visits to determine that the product worked in a way that you're comfortable with. Organophosphates and are the active ingredient that is most effective against spider mites. Some, not all organophosphates are the same. Um, and and the quantities are limited. Yeah. So if you have beans that are worth treating, um, n- you need to get on this. This is uh, something that is going to, uh, could make or break. Because unlike other insect 
well, they're not insects, but other pests, um, the spider mite can kill a plant if the populations are allowed to go unchecked. Is that... Yeah, I mean, there could be literally thousands per plant. And if you think, like, soybean aphids are small, they're much smaller, and they can just have have so many per plant. Leaf drop. These are going to cause the plant to just abort and Mm -hmm. drop the leaves and Mm -hmm. be done. I think Mike McCarville, your graduate student, said that at the Hort Farm, which is just north of Ames, um, he's getting to the point of leaf drop with some of the small plot stuff. Yeah, that's a real... uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's an experiment where we thought we had real controlled conditions. We put cages around the plants, mm-hmm. uh, real fine mesh to keep aphids and other insects out. The mites got in there mm-hmm. and... Really yeah. severe. So the, um, yeah, so there's some issues, right? Um, but there are products that work. Dimethylate seems to be one that works better than others. Um, and Lorsban is labeled for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but be aware that there may be limited quantities once growers really start spraying mm-hmm. once we start seeing a lot of application anything else do we um, about spider mites that we need to talk about you've got some articles in the in uh, integrated crop management newsletter mm-hmm. with pictures of what these look like yeah. so growers can find those i'll put some links into the text on this yeah um i think if you guys are looking for more information beyond just insects but just the drought in general there's going to be a free a webinar through Iowa State University Extension and Outreach on the 25th of July. and Next week. Next week, next Wednesday. And so uh, I don't think you have to be present to view it. You can view it at any time after the 25th. And it just gives you more information about, like, crop loss if you have to do, like, a destruction um, for insurance, that kind of thing. So just a heads up on the drought in Iowa. So that's the 25th of July, and uh, it's free. Again, maybe you could send me the link. I'll put that in the text for this. Um, anything else we should talk about? Are you going to talk about the, the sad news? I'll get to that. Okay. I'll get to that. I was just saying, you know, this drought has been terrific. Um, it's already causing problems with spider mites. Some happy news is, uh, I, I hate to go back to a boring topic, but it's probably what's responsible for our low soybean aphid numbers. Mm -hmm. How about aphids in corn? That was an issue that we saw last year uh, and in in the last couple of years. Is is the aphid uh, populations in corn similar to what we're seeing in soybeans? Uh, I started hearing about confirmations of aphids in corn last week at a few of our research locations and then also a few commercial crop consultants uh, were letting me know that they first found them. So they're uh, congregated kind of around the, the tassel and the ear at this point. So, But that'd be really low numbers, okay. but first detections. All right. So yeah. they're, they're showing up, but we don't know yet if their populations are going to be so low. Yeah, if it was like last year. Okay. Um, anything else? Japanese beetle numbers, the populations seem to be high, but I, we're picking up some evidence that their populations are coming down. We got an experiment with... Uh, uh, roses, where we saw them just almost disappear mm-hmm. in the last week. Uh, numbers are still pretty consistent in the soybean fields where we found them, but they look like they're starting to plateau, so yeah. um, maybe some relief there. Um, yeah, and if corn, if you had late planted corn that hadn't silked or tasseled, you might dodge a bullet there. So that's kind of happy news. All right, sad news. We got two minutes left. Should we talk about the sad news? Yeah. We're passing the rains. Moving on to a new phase here, because starting uh, next week, 
uh, I won't be able to podcast with you. You're going solo. How do you feel about that? There's a little aphid tear running down my my face right now. I'm really sad because you're the chatty one. It's hard to do a podcast if no one's talking. So I think, I think what I just heard there was, uh, O'Neill, you talk a lot. You do. <laughs> That's what's, but we need that for a podcast. It's, so the next couple of weeks, it'll yeah. just be me and with likely awesome. some shorter updates, but we'll still be putting them out there. Okay, so you'll continue for the next three, four weeks doing this. Yep. Um, not to sound like a broken record, but it probably, you know, if this drought doesn't break, maybe a lot of the same issues. Yep, but, um, absolutely. Um, and then when I come back, we'll do a wrap up. I'll share with you some of the stuff I saw. Uh, on my little field trip to China, doing some soybean work there. Kind of excited to share all that. And keep hope alive. I mean, it's a drought, but, uh, I mean, if we survived the floods. If we can survive this drought, we are bulletproof, right? I mean, what else? Bring it on, Mother Nature. <laughs> Watch next year be even worse. We get like, a hurricane in the middle of here. So uh, hopefully everybody, um, you're getting some relief in the near future. Good luck next week, Aaron. Bye.